Texas Home Improvement is on the air with your host, Jim Dutton. Careful now, you're going to give me the big head. Call Jim now for advice, tips, and ways to save you money and time on your home improvement. 866-937-0003. That's 866-937-0003. Texas Home Improvement is brought to you by Due West Services. When you want the best, call Due West. Sunburst Shutters, where beauty meets energy efficiency. More plumbing supplies, bath and kitchen showplace. America's Choice Windows, with 10 windows for just $36.80. So let's get to the point. Carrier, the official air conditioning and heating system of Texas Home Improvement. James Hardy Siding. Ace Hardware, the helpful place. So let's get to the point. I can't take much more of this. Venetian Stairs, the solution for all your stairway installation needs. Gardner and Martin Flags and Flagpoles. Victor's Remodeling and Construction. Hardy Plank Specialist, Guardian Roof Systems, for all your roofing needs. Axiom Solar, the Texas authority on renewable energy. Todd Tremonti's home selling team, home of the seven-day sale. And now, broadcasting live from the floor and decor studios, here's Jim Dutton. And welcome to Texas Home Improvement, your total home improvement source. Hey, I'm Jim Dutton, here to help you out. 713 212 Five eight seven four. That's seven one three two one two five eight seven four. If you're outside the Houston area, no fret. We got a number for you as well. Eight six six nine three seven zero 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 three. That's eight six six nine three seven zero 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 three. Whichever number you call. We're going to help you out with any home improvement question you have. Whether you're dealing with a contractor, doing the project yourself, thinking about a project, doesn't matter. Pick up the phone. Give me a call. Again, 713-212-5874. I do want to thank Carrier for taking care of this portion of Texas Home Improvement. For ultimate home comfort, turn to the experts. That's Carrier. Now let's get ready and uh, start getting ready for taking some calls here. Again, 713-212-5874. Outside the Houston area, 866-937-937. 0003. Don't forget, check out our website, thipro.com. That's thipro.com. There you're going to find all kinds of helpful information, a place where you can sign up for our newsletter that goes out every other week. You got, uh, ooh, I don't know why, why my computer screen just did that. You've got uh, not only a place to sign up for the newsletter, but you can check out our video series. Overhaul for Hero, the Patterson Project. You can become a THI member, and you can just plain check out contractors who can truly help you with your projects. All that's available at THIPro.com. But it's Saturday afternoon, which means it's time to take your calls and answer your questions. 713-212-5874. Let's go to our first call of the day. Jim, this is Jim. How can I help you? I'm doing good. Hey, I, I got cracks around my pool. They're gaps around the edge of the pool, and then I got gaps between uh, pieces of cement in my backyard, and I've got the same gaps in my driveway. So, is there some kind of putty I can use to fill all these gaps, or what, what do you recommend to fill all the gaps that I have in my driveway, on my back porch, and around my pool? Are these expansion joints, or are they cracks in the concrete? They're expansion joints that all have degraded since 1990 when the house was built. Okay. I've got a product for you. And let me get that out. Here we go. It's called Trim a Slab. Trim a Slab. Okay. Yep. It's an ex- it's expansion joint repair material. And it comes in a roll. And it's got different widths for it. Uh, so, you know, you got to choose which width you need for the different. Uh, uh, gaps that you, you know, expansion joints you have, but this is a rubberized material. You'll put it in there; it'll it'll be there for years to come. You won't have to worry about it. Where do I get it at? Uh, you know, the best place is it's coming out of League City, but I only know to check it out online. I'll give you a phone number. All eight, right. Eight three two. Sure. 618-618-3726. All right. And uh, or their website is trim-a-slab.com. All right. Well, thank you very much. You bet. Take care. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye. 
And again, our number, 713-212-5874. Outside the Houston area, 866-937-0003. We're going to head up to Conroe. Tim, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Um, I have a couple of questions. One, I was thinking about building an outdoor kitchen, and um, I have an existing uh, grill that's uh, a gas grill that stabbed out some natural gas. And I kind of wanted to incorporate that into the uh, outdoor kitchen. And I also wanted to find out, can I um, sub off my sprinkler system to add a little sink and, and that type of thing? I mean, I just want to listen to what you have to say. Okay, well, as far as using the grill... Depending on what the grill is, you may be able to build it in or may not. Uh, most of the grills that are freestanding, though, are not buildable to build in. You may have to buy a, a different unit. Um, personally, if I was going to look at doing a grill, because I've seen, you know, let's face it, grills wear out, and they don't last all that many years before wearing out, I'm not so sure I wouldn't just build mine to where I use a freestanding grill. And if you need a place to practice, you can always come and build one for me. And, you know, I'll let you know how it works after, you know, five, <laughs> ten years. But it is, as far as the water supply, you're typically not going to be able to tie into a sprinkler system water supply to get you water for that. Uh, because the solenoid valves, depending on where they're at for shutting the water on and off, that pipe may not have water in it. I see. I see. Okay. So you'll probably have to run a, a water supply line. But, I mean... It's really not difficult to to run a water supply line. Oh, so could I like tie it into the spigot or something? I just didn't know. Well, where you could, it, yeah, you, you know. could tee off where one of the hose bibs is, or you know, if the valve box is out someplace in the area, you can tee off of it. You can check, you know, if the if the water is before. The solenoid valve, yeah, it's going to have water to it. That pipe would have water to it. Okay. Um, but I can tell you if they came out to do an inspection, that won't it pass would, code. It won't pass. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. All right, well, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Tim, you take care, and good luck with the project. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Again, our number is 713 Five eight seven four. We're gonna talk with Bob. How are you today? I'm wonderful. How are you, man? I'm doing great. Oh, <laughs> how many times you hear that? How are you? Uh, okay, I got this customer, and she wants she took this wants to take this wall out between uh, the formal dining room and the formal living room just to make one great room. And I'm wondering if the wall would take out. I haven't been up in the attic to look specifically if it's load-bearing. It's a one-story house. Okay? okay. So I know this may be a little difficult for you to answer, but I'm wondering what kind of a span will support, you know, if it's just, you know, two-by-sixes or two-by-eight joists up there, um, if I'm going to span, like, 12 to 15 feet. Do I, you know, can I use a two-by-two, two-by-tens? Will that support it? Well, let me uh, sneak a peek here at my trusty guidebook because I do carry a code book with me for uh, framing spans and stuff. Are 24-inch centers or 16? Um, <clears throat> they're 16s. You think they're 16s? Okay. And if we're going to go with, if, if it's 2 by 6 and they're 16-ounce centers, you're only going to span 9 foot 9. Okay. If they're two by eights, you can go up to twelve seven. Okay. And two by tens, you can go up to fifteen five. That's probably what it is. Okay. So two by tens will do fifteen five. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that answers my question. I'm thinking if, if it's not load bearing, you know, I've still got to get in the attic and take a look. Yeah, but, uh, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is probably where you come in the front door, you turn to the either the right yeah. or the left, and you got a, a living room and then a dining room over on the other side, right? you got, yeah, you turn yeah. it because you've got the house splits right at the front door. There's a wing goes to the left and a wing goes to the right. And the left wing has 
formal dining, formal living, master bedroom. And when in you come world. in through the front door, there's a wall that basically right. runs from all the way across the house, from uh, side no, to side. No, no, it only runs like um, maybe a fourth of the house, but right there where the U is. It's, yeah. it's at the end of the U. Right. Okay. I very seriously doubt that the wall that you're talking about is going to be a support wall, but you know, like you said, you need to look up in the attic to verify it. But typically, the, that wall that divides the uh, two rooms usually is not. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's only two plates, and you know, probably 16 inch center single two by fours across it. They've already taken the sheetrock off of it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Alrighty. If, if uh, well, a two by twelve will probably do 18 to 20 feet then. Correct. Uh, two by uh, twelve goes to almost twenty feet. Right. Okay. Um, two by ten is probably what we're looking at. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the information. Right. Take care. All right. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye. Again, seven one three two one two five eight seven four. Now that was just for a, for a ceiling joist. That's not a support beam or anything like that. That's that that span is strictly for a ceiling. Uh, Joyce, so for hanging your sheetrock and all that kind of stuff, uh, and and these these books, you know, they're readily available. You can get them at at your uh, Ace Hardware store or local building supply store, st- stuff like that, where they've got the tables that you can look it up, or you can go online and look them up as well. There's there's nothing secretive about these these different tables that are available. It's all standard boilerplate stuff. It ain't a good weekend till you tear something up. This is Texas Home Improvement with Jim Dutton. Hey, this portion of Texas Home Improvement is made possible by Rhino Shield. Never paint your house again. Check out Rhino Shield. This is a great product. To learn more about it, go to THI Pro. Dot com and click on the link to Rhino Shield. Now let's get ready to head back into the calls. Again, the number is 713-212-5874. If you're outside the Houston area, 866-937-0003. Jeff, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Thank you, Jim. I love your show and I appreciate you taking my call. My pleasure. Hey, about five years ago, I uh, remodeled the master bathroom. And in that remodel, I redid the shower, and uh, we put in, you know, that styrofoam for the uh, floor of the shower. Yeah. And it slants in. And about six months ago, I noticed that, uh, and we squeegee and wipe it down with a towel and keep it real clean. There's water leaking up from the floor after we wipe it down. So then I went outside and looked, and through the weep holes, there's some water leaping out. So something's gone wrong. Yeah, you got you. You said when you wipe up the floor in the shower, or is outside the shower that you're seeing the water come up? It's both, actually. Uh, okay. When you when you step in the shower, there's where the seam is for the grout. There's some water there, and then when you um, uh, the shower floor seeps up a little bit of water in certain parts. Okay. Uh, it's going to be one of two things: either the pan has cracked, which is unlikely, or okay. The seal where the pipe, you know, the drain line comes up through the floor, uh-huh. that seal can come loose. Oh, okay. And so the water leaks around that. Now, the best way to be able to tell is mm-hmm. get you, you know, go to Ace Hardware, get you a test ball that you can drop down in that pipe, blow it up and plug the pipe, fill the shower pan, yeah, and, and see if you're getting water coming out at that point. Okay, so uh, this, this doesn't have a pan per se. It's got that really heavy, thick, um, uh, I don't know what they call it, uh, almost like a plastic. Right. It, plastic, and yeah. you table it up onto the, okay, but I can get and, the ball and test it. And, and, that's, and that's why I think it's going to be in that seal where, where it seals around that pipe. Aha, uh-huh. okay. And if that's the case, uh, there is a big nut there that can be tightened. The, the problem is getting to it to tighten it up. Ah, uh, okay. But I mean, it, it, yeah. some of some of them can actually be tightened from the top when you take the screen off. Yeah. You can sometimes get to it to to tighten it that way. So, uh, but first first 
first things first, we got to find out for sure that's where it's leaking. Yeah, and if it's not the pipe, then it's probably the, the seal around the pan, huh? Yep. Oh, boy, then you got to tear up the floor and part of the walls and everything We else. don't even want to get into doing that repair. Yeah, that doesn't sound like fun. It's not. Yep. Right, I'm, so. I'm pretty sure it's going to be... It, 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 it's going to be that nut because the the way that it works that you know the pipe that comes up that nut has a rubber seal or a rubber gasket under it, yeah, uh-huh. and so as you tighten up that nut, it crushes the rubber seal to seal up against the pipe. Okay. That's what I think is leaking. Okay, that's a lot easier fix. I was worried about the other. Yep. Okay. Right. Thank you very much, Jim. Appreciate you it. bet. Take care. Seven one three two one two five eight seven four. Let's. Uh, Let's see who is next here. There we go. Bill in Kingwood. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing wonderful. I have a house that I'm rebuilding after a fire. And my wife wants to install a, a sprinkler system inside in case we have another fire. Do you have any any uh, suggestions or, or uh, experience with installing sprinkler systems in single-family houses? To be honest with you, I do not have any experience installing them. I will tell you that that is one of the items that's being looked at in some of the building codes as being a mandatory item. Yeah, uh, every every state that brings it up, they seem to vote it down in their legislature. Yeah, it, because it is it is extremely expensive uh, to to install, and so it typically gets voted down. But it, it's made its way into the code books and what happens is the different bodies vote that part of the code book out uh, and don't adopt using that section of it so uh, as far as is it is it mainstream it's mainstream in commercial buildings already there's a lot of contractors out there who can do it I just don't know uh, exactly who but I will tell you I think I'm not a hundred percent sure but I think picket plumbing actually may do some of that and if you want to give them a call and talk to them at 713-896-9700, if I'm not mistaken, I think Walter over there told me that they were doing some of the fire sprinkler systems now. Okay. It's a shame they keep voting it down because what I've read is that states that require it, the systems actually become cheaper to install because of the competition. It, it, I mean, that's like anything. I mean, yeah. you know, you, you look at color printers. If we went back 35 years ago, it was $50,000 to get a color printer, and now we don't think twice about buying one for $400. Yeah. So. Uh, all right, well. I appreciate it. All righty. Yeah, give Pickett a call, though, and start, start with them, and uh, they'll probably be able to direct you to someone who can do it. 713-212-5874. Any home improvement question you have, pick up the phone, give me a call, 866-937-0003 if you're outside of Houston. Smile. You woke up in Texas this morning. This is Texas Home Improvement with Jim Dutton. Welcome back to Texas Home Improvement, 713-212-5874. That's 713-212-5874. If you're outside the Houston area, 866-937-0003. This portion of Texas Home Improvement is being made possible by the best siding on the planet, and that's James Hardy Siding. You got to check them out. Go to THIPro.com and click on the link to James Hardy Siding. Now let's get ready and head back into the calls again. 713-212-5874. Guy, how can I help you today? Um, last week we spoke about the electrical with the spider yes. connection. Yes. Okay. Uh, my electrician actually drew up what... Um, we wanted, and he did take it to the city, and they um, they said we should have an answer in a week. Okay. To see if they'll go ahead and prove that. Uh, my second issue is on our. Would, street, hey, would you mind, guy, when you do find out on that because that that is such an odd uh, arrangement thing? Would you mind calling and let us know that what sure. what they give you as an answer? Sure. Well, the okay. deal is, is because we're having the underneath of the house foamed. Right. And 
and the easiest way also to, to, to have access to the wiring would be to do it this way. Oh, sure. For, especially for a pier and beam. Um, yep. What I called you for today is um, they sold our, the whole block has been sold, and they're putting all new homes on it. Okay. And according to the new city code, I'm eight inches too low property-wise. Right. My house is fine, but the property, the land is not. Um, right now, I've got about a foot clearance from the ground to, to um, the first, um, I guess, the board that goes around my house to finish. Right. Okay, I've got two. Uh, they're about eight inches tall. I've got two sections I can remove to put more dirt under my home. One, how how much air gap do I need? Are, are, are you aware of it? And two, do I need to fill the complete underneath of the house with dirt? Okay. First, are they going to require you to raise your soil? Yeah. Normally, they don't, un unless well, you're doing is, a bunch of other stuff. The, the thing is, um, I have a neighbor on the right who's, they're, they're finished their home, so when it rains, it already comes into my, you know, my driveway okay. gets flooded. Okay. And then... The other house is getting built uh, in two months. They've already did the plot for it. And in the back, which <laughs> sold also, they're getting ready to start. So I'm going to be surrounded. And they already they just redid the sidewalk, which is eight inches higher. So I'm already getting Oh, high. so what you got is Guy's Lake underneath your house and around oh, yes, your yard. Yes, yes, yes. With my boat that, that is too big for the lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, if you do start raising the soil, code calls for 18 inches of crawl space underneath the home. So you would literally end up probably raising the house unless you've got enough space to to do that. Oh, I uh, can go. I can. I can um, sit on my butt. And my head doesn't touch the cross beams. The, oh man, if you got that much space, then without question, it's 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 easy to bring the dirt in, spread it out, and and raise it. And yes, if you're going to raise the dirt around the, the house, absolutely uh -huh. raise it under the house as well. Completely. If, it completely. And if at all possible, make it under the house a little bit higher than the dirt outside. The last thing you want is water ponding under the house. Yeah, because that's what's happening right now. I have yeah. a lake under my house. Yeah, and that, that promotes wood rot. That promotes you know a, a stink in there. Uh, you uh -huh. know, from just the the moisture getting into everything. The moisture, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, okay. definitely. If you can raise it up just a couple inches higher than the surrounding soils, I would do that uh -huh. and just taper it out so that the, the water doesn't pond under the house. Okay, and how much of a gap do I need between the actual dirt and um, uh, my plank? Because right now I've got, like, I don't know, maybe eight inches to a foot of airflow yeah. at present. Uh, what's the lowest I can go? Well, you can actually close it all the way and have vents in the siding in order to allow the airflow. Okay, because I, I was pla I was thinking when when we started to notice that we may have to do this would be to get um, four attic solar fans, the the not the ones that you put on your roof. They they make the ones now that just act as a vent, right? Ventilator, and put maybe one on each side of the house across from each other, maybe on corners. And just have that to draw air in, not you know, well, it, it, they, it would be under the house. They actually make fans for crawl spaces like that. Oh, okay. Uh, and it, and it it has the right size opening, everything that you need in order to ventilate underneath the house. And uh -huh. you really would only probably only need one because you have one that's pulling the air out, and the uh -huh. rest is is bringing air in. Air in, yeah. My house is about forty by forty. So yeah. Oh, yeah, one is absolutely all you need then. Okay, fantastic. Well, I thank you very much. You've been very helpful. Again. All righty, Guy. Good luck. And I'll call you all back and let you know what happens. With oh, the please electrical. do. What, what part of town is this in? Midtown. It's going to be very difficult. <laughs> Guy, would, would you ask me, would you do me a favor? Uh-huh. Call me at my office. Or, or I'll I tell you what, Josh, I'm going to put Guy on hold. Guy, would you give Josh your phone number? Because I'd like to come by and take a look and see what you're doing here. Okay, I can, uh, yeah, okay, that's fine. Okay, I'm going to put you on hold. And uh, Josh, if you would get his number for me, I want to give him a call and uh, go by and take a look at that because he's, he's got my curiosity up with them uh, raising the soils and all that stuff. That's, that's rather unusual uh, to have that happen.
There are contractors out there who will make a lot of promises. Unfortunately, they're all hat and no cattle. You can trust them about as far as you can spit. That's why you need Jim Dutton and Texas Home Improvement. If Jim recommends a contractor, company, or business, it's because he's checked them out. And this ain't his first rodeo. So be careful with those contractors out there. Because putting your boots in the oven won't make them biscuits. And just because a chicken has wings don't mean it can fly. Listen to Jim Dutton on Texas Home Improvement and tell those dishonest contractors, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Hey, thanks for listening to Texas Home Improvement all over the state on stations like KJCE 1370 AM in Austin, WBAP in Dallas-Fort Worth, KRLD up in Dallas-Fort Worth as well, and in Granbury, Texas, KPR 1420 AM, and of course, right here on KTRH 740 AM in Houston. I appreciate each and every station that carries the show. And you can always go to our website at thipro.com to find out the different times at the different stations. So if you need a call outside uh, the time that I'm on in your area, hey, maybe you'll hit one of the other time slots. 713-212-5874. Any home improvement question you have, outside the Houston area, 866-937-0003. Now, one quick question, because we did have somebody who called in during the break and asked, why isn't the developer taking care of that soil? I'm curious about the same thing, but if the city is requiring the, the level be raised, the developer may not be responsible for it, since this is an existing home. And... I'm just curious to see what they're doing out in the area. It's the reason I want to go by and uh, meet with Guy, out, or not meet with Guy, but drive by and take a look at it. And if Guy's available, I'll meet him out there as well. Let's get ready and head back to the calls, though. 713-212-5874. Eldon, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hey, good morning or afternoon. Uh, I bought We bought a house about five years ago, and it originally had a slab foundation, uh-huh. and they did an addition to it, and it's on pier and beam. And I haven't got been able to get underneath there and look yet, but it's starting to separate where they did the, attach the pier and beam to the found the concrete foundation. Uh-huh. It's, it's starting to drop. And I was wondering what you would recommend to, when I cut the floor out the easiest and the correct way to do it because they, they just did what they had to do to get their money and run. Yeah. Well, first, uh, there is no access underneath? Uh, not where it connects to the... There, I've got plenty of space on the other end of the addition, but okay. right where it connects to the foundation, I've got maybe about, I'm thinking, 8 inches to 12 gotcha. inches. Gotcha. Okay, what there sh- what there should be is a two by that is bolted to the original foundation, mm-hmm. and it that's doesn't sound what, like they did that. Right, that's what I was thinking because that's what I was thinking. I need to do is go in there and drill and put yeah. bolts in and a, a two by ten or two twelve. Yep. Now, if uh, for some reason they, they they did something goofy underneath there, and it sounds like they did, where they probably put blocks and and they have it the framework sitting on that. If for some reason you're not able to drill through the two bys and bolt it into the existing found or the original foundation, what mm-hmm. you may look at doing is use an angle iron and go underneath the wood beams, jack mm-hmm. them up into place, and bolt the angle iron into the concrete beam in order to set the the wood beams on top of the angle iron. That way they'll always stay at the same elevation. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, that's I, I was worried about what I was going to do if I got underneath there and then I, I couldn't get my hang, my beam connected yep. to it and get my hangers on it. I, I but, do it all the time that way, uh, even on concrete additions uh, where they didn't tie two concrete slabs together properly. You can, If the original one has a beam that's deeper than the addition, we can go in and bolt angle iron on there and set that concrete beam on top of the angle iron. Okay. Uh, what size angle iron uh, do you suggest on that? Uh, you don't have to get real. I mean, a quarter inch on what you're doing should be fine. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. you know, a quarter inch thick, and you know, you're, and depending on what size, uh, how close the two by is to the concrete, you may get away with using just a three by three or four by four type size. Okay. 
Okay, that sounds wonderful. Well, I do appreciate your help on that. That's that's probably going to save me a lot of work in the long run. Oh yeah, it's a it's a lot easier than trying to tear it all out and redo it. Yeah, somebody's telling me I need to pour uh, concrete underneath them after I reset them. Do I? Is not not doing no, nah, not doing what I'm not what I, not if you do it the way I'm suggesting because now okay. you're 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 on the original beam then. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. You bet. Take care. You, you have a wonderful weekend. You Bye. bet. Bye. 713-212-5874-866-937-0003. Either number will get you into Texas Home Improvement. Let's see here. We're going to talk with Roy in Sweeney. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you? Doing wonderful. How can I help you? Yes, sir. About eight years ago, we bought a house, and the uh, foundation was settling. And uh, before I could get a loan on it, they had to have the foundation thick. Well, they put piers all the way around the slab, leveled it, and I got a lifetime transferable warranty when I bought it. Okay. Well, uh, here it is eight years later. Uh, we moved back into that house, and there's cracks in there. And I got I called the guy that the original foundation said yes warranty but then when he noticed that instead of the house settling to the outside pulling away it's caved in in the middle like this you know like the middle of the slab is caving in now right and it's push, pulling the wood together instead of pulling it apart and he mm. came out and told me it'd be eleven thousand dollars i said so well, i thought i had a lifetime transfer of the warranty well, the, the warranties <clears throat> i tell you what roy if you don't mind I'm gonna put you on hold for a minute because I'll I'll uh, I'll bring you back up when we come back. I gotta take a real quick break here, but there's a lot of people who have that same issue where they get these lifetime warranties and they think it's covering everything. We're gonna address that when we come back with more Texas Home Improvement. And now a man whose toolbox has his own zip code, Jim Dutton on Texas Home Improvement. There's something going down. Welcome back to Texas Home Improvement, 713-212-5874. Any home improvement question you have, pick up the phone, give me a call. We're going to jump straight back into our call with Roy. And Okay, Roy, you, you, you had your, the perimeter of the foundation repaired eight years ago, got a lifetime yes, warranty, and now the middle has gone down. Right. And I will tell you there is nobody in the foundation repair industry who will warrant an area that they haven't underpinned. A lot of times what people don't understand is the lifetime warranty is only on the piles or piers that a company has installed. So if there's an area that they didn't put any underpinning, that area would not be under the warranty. But you got to watch a lot of these lifetime warranties. People are changing them now. Some are only offering a, a lifetime service agreement, not a warranty anymore. And a lot of the warranties are changing to where stuff like tunneling to get to the interior... Mm -hmm. is only covered on the original job. If the job has to be redone, some of them are trying to charge you to come back and tunnel as well. Uh, not all companies. I, I can tell you, Due West doesn't. We, you know, we do ours where it's just uh, how we access it the first time would be the way we'd access it the second time. But I don't know of anybody who would give you a lifetime warranty on an area that they haven't underpinned. Again, I'm going to put you on hold, and I'll let you address any questions you have when we come back. And welcome back, 713-212-5874. That's the number to call. And don't forget, if you miss any of the show, be sure to check out our podcast. It's available on iTunes or click the SoundCloud icon at THIPro.com. Again, that's THIPro.com, where you find all the information about the show. 713-212-5874. That's the number to call when we left I was talking with Roy and, let's see, oops, get my cursor, there we go. There we go. Roy, are you there still? Yes, sir. Okay. A again, for just a recap for everybody who's just tuning in, Roy has a house. Foundation was repaired around the perimeter eight years ago. Has a lifetime warranty. The middle has gone down, and uh, we were talking about the fact that the warranty won't cover the interior because there's no piers there to lift it with. And uh, I had to go to commercial break for news traffic and weather, but go ahead, Roy. Yes, sir. I guess my uh, question would be, if 
Is that a pretty common occurrence when they fix the outside perimeter of the slab that the inside caves in because the outside is reinforced? And if that's true, they should have told the uh, told me when I bought it that we should do the inside too to reinforce it because by them fixing the outside, it naturally put a strain in the middle where it caved in. Well, it actually doesn't put a strain in the middle. <clears throat> what causes oh, okay. foundation problems? Are the soils when they dry out they shrink when they get wet they expand again, but not okay. as much as they were before. Well, that drought that we went through, you you know that that slab was repaired before the drought started. Yes, that sir. drought that we went through it wreaked havoc because it was causing problems in places that had never had problems before, and if you've got trees around the house they'll reach up underneath with their roots and take moisture out from underneath the foundation, causing problems as well. So there's multiple things that can cause the problem. Uh, but as far as, you know, it putting stress on it because you you leveled one area, you're actually yes. taking stress off the foundation when you underpin an area that's settled and bring it back up to its normal elevation. If the soils move, then yes, that middle could can move or if you only did a partial on the outside and other forces cause the soils to change in another area it can move it as well yes sir. they actually went all the way around it putting those piers in because they had to do that in order to sell the house to me because i couldn't get a loan uh-huh but you're right about that drought i didn't take that into account because we bought the house and never lived in it i had sure. another house we rented that house out I never went and inspected it. I worked overseas. My wife knew the lady that rented it. We had no problem. But mm -hmm. when we got ready to move into the house, then we noticed the cracks and stuff. You know, and then there we go. How how far but, down is it? Have you had it looked at yet? Yes, sir. There's a it's about a, a inch, an inch and a half sway in there sinking okay. down. Do you uh, have any large trees around the house? We just got one big tree in the front and one in the back. Okay. But, uh, I didn't think about that drought problem. You're right. It sucked all that moisture out of yep. there, shifted well, it, and caused it to fall in. I'll but, just have to save up and fix it. <laughs> well, but like I said, moisture change can, can deal greatly with it. If those are large trees and they were planted after the house was built, what you may want to consider doing, because an inch to inch and a half is, is, is minimal settlement. That's not a great deal. You may want to consider having some root barriers put in, that allows the moisture to migrate back to the middle of the house and say it lifts it up three quarters of an inch or so. That house mm -hmm. will be back to where you don't need to do foundation repair. Okay, well, I didn't, I didn't even think about that. I appreciate your help. All righty. Roy, you I take enjoy care. I All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And, uh, of course, for everybody listening, Due West Foundation Repair can help you with those kind of problems. Feel free to call us at 713 473 seven one five six and somebody can come out take a look tell you what it's going to take uh, if you need a second opinion do us can help you with that as well again seven one three four seven three seven one five six but now if you got a home improvement question seven one three two one two five eight seven four let's talk with tom and bastrop welcome to ktrh how can i help you yes sir i have a house that's on pure and beans and uh, if you look at the house, the foundation, the, the board foundation, uh -huh. it, it, uh, I had a painter come out and he redid the whole house, but he didn't do anything to the foundation. My question to you is, should I go ahead and put some linseed oil on that and then go ahead and hit that with oil paint after linseed oil dries? Because the house is uh, probably built in, in the mid-50s. Okay. And... When I you're talking about the foundation boards, are you talking about the ones up underneath the house, or are you talking about one that shows yes, on the outside? A one that shows on the outside is actually uh, it's connected to the the uh, pier and beam, you know, the cinder blocks okay. that go around. So, normally, um, normally the 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 boards like that have the siding that covers them up to protect them. Well, that one doesn't. And it's been around so since the fifties. Yep. 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 Hmm. yep. Uh, they actually moved it from Austin to where we, we live right now. Okay. And uh, the soil, I mean, it's um, it's a very powdery, sandy soil. I mean, almost like uh, 
like you, you go makeup powder, you know? Right, yeah. And um, so it's, you know, and it get, of course it gets really dry up there. And uh, so I was wondering, uh, would it be a good idea to go ahead and put linseed oil on it, let that wood soak up that linseed oil. Once it dried, go ahead and hit it with uh, some oil-based uh, paint and then finish it up with whatever he painted for the outside. Because I use Sherwin-Williams paint when I use okay. it. I would not put the linseed oil if you're going to try to paint it, only because that would, uh, even though you let it soak in and dry and everything, mm-hmm. unless you're going to let it soak in and dry for a year or more, gotcha. that linseed oil would allow the paint to peel. I got you. Okay. So, so I, just go ahead and hit it with the... Uh, go ahead and hit it with a primer. Yeah, go ahead and hit it with a primer and paint it just like you would any other board to protect it. Because, like I said, normally the siding would start down below where it covers that to protect right. it and then goes up from there. Chances are good when they move the house, they remove that uh, row of siding and it just Probably never got did. put back on. Yeah. Well, originally it was uh, a plastic siding on it. And then uh, we, yeah. we stripped that off and yep. we found ourselves with that tongue and groove uh, old time uh, siding. Okay, you know, that the, the, that that the for board. sure answers my question. Yeah, it, it probably it would have had a board that covered it then, and it's just no longer okay. there. So de- absolutely paint it to protect it because moisture is the enemy of wood, and I got you. what the paint does is just to protect the the wood against moisture. Okay, so let me ask you this: um, yeah. if there is, say, on the northern side of the house, there is uh, some uh, because we have a porch that's almost flush with the, the house. And uh, there is some mildew. What, uh-huh. what would I use? Because I've got, uh, you know, the ducks come up there and hang around and all that stuff. I want to, I want to clean it up, kill the the mildew, and then uh, what would you use to, to 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 clean it up? Well, uh, they they actually make products that have an enzyme in them, like uh, wet and forget, spray and forget, some of those type of products that are made to eat up the mold and mildew, so they don't just redevelop again. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. that's what I would use. Yeah, it's only on the northern side of the home, which yep. gets, gets no sunlight. So, cool. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You I bet. Listen to your program, sir. Thank Bye. you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Seven one three two one two five eight seven four. Again, that's seven one three two one two five eight seven four. Linda, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Well, this is actually Linda's husband. She was <laughs> calling for me, actually. Was, oh, um, now I see how it is. She she makes well, a call and makes you do the talking. Well, I'm not just that. I'm I'm laying the floor in the bathroom tile. Ah, okay. So I, I was right in the middle of putting the fence set down. Here's a, here's the here's a question I have for you. Uh, we're putting tile and wood in our house, but when we go up to the front entryway, uh-huh. uh, this house was built in 1988. The front entryway has about an inch and a half mud bed, in right? It, and then the tile on top. Okay. Is that is that normal? I've never seen that before. Oh, it it was it was very common. It in was. fact, yeah, even houses that were built in the fifties, sixties, and seventies, a lot of them had that kind of uh, med uh, mud bed put in for I for think. the tiles. Well, it, uh, if you end up taking it off, I mean, okay. uh, because I've had it, I my house that I live in had a soteo tile in it. And okay. when I took that floor up, it had an inch and a half mud bed under it. I took it off, went all the way down to to uh, bare concrete, and then okay. went in with wood floors. If you're going to put tile back in, yes. you can leave that old mud bed there if it stays intact. Even well, if it gets it, chip holes in it, you can just uh, float it with a floor leveler and go well, back. It, but if it gets yeah. messed up too much, just pour a new mud bed using mortar. Okay, yeah, this thing is real crumbly. When they put that in there, the floor's always been kind of hollow sounding. Okay. And when I started taking it up, busted it up, it, it just crumbled underneath. Yep. Yeah. All you uh, all you got to do then is is use a uh, mortar base. Okay. And mix it up and fill it in. Uh, how do you how do you get that level? Can you get that kind of below the surface and then just put a uh, um, a leveler in in there? A like floor a leveler. Floor? Abs- absolutely. Yeah. But you, in order to get it level, you would just screed it off with like a two by four. Okay. That you drag across it to get the levelness, and then use your trowel to put a, a finish on top. Yeah. 
Um, well, this is in an entryway, so uh, uh, I guess I – and should I put a, a, a small form around where this thing is – you know, the concrete goes down where they put that bed in there. Right. Should I put a, a wooden board in there to kind of give it some kind of um, uh, expansion, like an expansion mm-hmm. joint? No, you sh- it should be just – because it should have concrete edges on it already. Yeah, it just, does. Yeah, just leave it run from concrete to concrete. Uh, that's a that's a pretty good. Wonder if I need to hire somebody to do that. I do. We do all the work on this house ourselves. But uh, is that a pretty good job? Is that something I can do? That's oh, I think how how big's your entry? Uh, it's about ten foot long, five foot wide, ten, twelve, maybe twelve foot long, five foot I, wide. I I think you can handle it because one, when you're working working with that mortar, it's yeah. it's not like you don't have time to to mess with it. It, it okay. you know, once you start putting it in there. You got plenty of time to level it out and get it the way you want it, and then okay. you just got to sit and let it dry. The the if you you're better off to leave it a hair bit low than a hair bit high because you can always add floor levelers on top. And if you remember that, you'll okay. be fine. Okay. Uh, one other thing I thought about doing, I thought about taking uh, that uh, treated plywood and putting two sections, two layers of treated plywood, and then the 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 Dura Rock on top of it, and then putting the tile down. Would that you, you could. Yeah. yeah, that that would be fine as well. Now, the only yeah. issue with that, if you get water, you know, that would t- tend to come in, yeah. that that is going to be a low spot, and it could hold the water and over time rot the board. But you know what? I don't think it'll be a big issue. Yeah, I, that'd be a lot easier for me, I think. Uh, yeah, I thought about that, which should raise up pretty close to where I need to put the tile. And, then, yep. and is it okay to put uh, uh, marble tile over that? You, you, you can put whatever tile you want. Okay. All right. Listen, I appreciate it. All righty. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. He's building a huge wall between you and dishonest contractors. Here he is, Jim Dutton on Texas Home Improvement. Hey, this portion of Texas Home Improvement is made possible by America's Choice Windows, where you can get 10 windows for just $36.80. That's a great deal. Let's get ready and head back into the call. So it's 713-212-5874. Mark, this is Jim. How can I help you? Uh, good afternoon, Jim. Two quick questions. Uh, does it devalue your house if you paint a brick home? It doesn't change the value of the house. What it does change is there are some people who will say, I don't want painted brick. Okay. So it may okay. change a little bit your buyer structure, but as far as the value, no. Okay. Because it's uh, it, it's an older home with uh, pretty nasty-looking brick on it. And uh, I didn't know. I, I probably have to go to the Civic Club to ask them, wouldn't I? Take a look at uh, the Rhino Shield paints. Yeah, uh, because they, their their coating will adhere to that extremely well. Because oh, really? one of the issues with painting brick is you know getting it to where it doesn't peel. Right, especially and, in the grout. Yeah, and Rhino Shield, you know, they've got a special product for doing that. Uh, can you uh, uh, spray it, airless sprayer? Yes, sir. Good. One other quick question: What do you think of the new? Uh, well, I don't know how new it is. The new plumbing. Replumb a house with the—I don't know what it's called, but it's red Pex. and blue, red and blue pipe. Yeah, it's called Pex plumbing. Pex. Yeah, and, that, and it's and that, it's a it's and they're poly lines. They're they've got flexibility to them. Uh, I love them. We I use you know, with Do West Total Plumbing. We use them all the time. Uh, okay. There's there's some real advantages to them. One, you don't have a lot of joints. Right. Two. Uh, now we don't have this issue in the Houston area, but if you get in northern areas where pipes can freeze, these things will actually expand enough where they don't break. Right. Okay. And so, That's yeah, they're they're heard. great pipes. Okay. And is that the? How do they put the joints together? Well, they do have fittings that you use on the joints. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And there's two different types. One, you use a machine where the pipe actually expands. You put the fitting in. And right. the pipe clamps back down onto the fitting. Okay. Uh, and that's the one that's typically used. Okay, because they were talking about something about slipping the fitting over the pipe and then clamping it with a, I don't know, a big pair of pliers or something. Yeah, uh, that's like, like a, I don't like know. Like a shark bite. Right. 
Yeah, they okay. do make a shark bite. I personally prefer the other one, okay. uh, and that's what my plumbers use. Okay. Thank you very much. You bet. Take care. Again, our number, 713-212-5874. We'll see what we can do to help you out now. Okay, guys, don't get too upset here. I got three Steves, well, two Steves and a Steven on hold. So when I start saying Steve, I can only do one at a time. Steven Baytown, how can I help you? Hi. Um, I've got a problem with a leaking roof around a chimney that comes up through a hip uh, at Ridge Row. Uh-huh. And I've had this house for 16 years, and we have fought this problem. And every time I think we've got it beat, it comes back. Uh, even to the uh, point where we took the brick down and had a mason come out and re-brick it and seal the, you know, the interior plywood. Hey, Steve, and, let me put yeah. you on hold for just a second. got to take a break for news, traffic, and weather here on KTRH, and I will come straight back to you. And the other three Steves, when we get back with more, Texas Home Improvement and Linda, I'm going to get you in there as well. Some contractors are as crooked as a dog's hind leg, so slick they can talk a coon out of a tree, and slippier than an oyster in a bucket of Vaseline. Jim Dutton will run them off like a yellow jacket in the outhouse. Here's more with Jim on Texas Home Improvement. This portion of Texas Home Improvement is made possible by more plumbing supplies, bath, and kitchen showplace. Go beyond the box stores. Go to bkshowplace.com. All right, when we left, I was talking to the first Steve of a series of three of them here that we're going to talk with, Steve in Baytown. And, uh, Steve, you want to go ahead and go over your question one more time? Um, we've had a recurring problem with, with rain leaking around a chimney uh, on our house, and we've done everything from sealing the brick, and eventually we took the brick off and re-wrapped the sheathing and re-bricked it and... Uh, sealed it. I put tar all around everywhere I could find, and we can't get it to leak. We live out on Trinity Bay, so we get wind blowing 40 to 60 miles an hour when we have storms, and, and the yep. water just gets driven through this brick, I assume. I can't get it to stop, and I'm, I'm to the point where I think I'm just going to take the brick off and put up just a, um, a uh, regular chimney vent and it goes through a ridge line. That's where the worst of it is on okay. the hip roof. Uh, but I have not been able to get this thing to stop leaking, uh, even after we got new roof put up after the hurricane. Uh, is there a cricket know. behind the chimney? Uh, and a, a little hip roof behind the chimney, so when water's coming down the roof, it hits that and diverts around the chimney, or does it come down and hit the back side of the chimney? It comes down and hits the back side, but that's the one place it doesn't leak. I've got that tarred up like crazy. And okay. the areas it leaks from are the other three corners. Okay. And and it's just, I can't figure it out. I've okay. already tarred the top of the mortar uh, thing. I've done everything I can to seal them. What do you have for a chimney top? Uh, the chimney the of the flu? Yeah. It's got a metal top on it. But okay. I mean, this chimney is over three and a half inches, uh, three and a half feet wide. Right. And it's just got the 10 inch, you know. But then they mortared. They put a 5 8 the last guy put a 5 8 treated lump, uh, plywood on top and then put mortar cap on top of the thing. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, of course, that cracked after a few years. And I got roof and tar and covered that <laughs> solid. And so there's no penetration uh, there. I will tell you, when I bought my house 13 years ago, I had the same issue. I was getting water coming in the chimney. Uh, I put a cricket behind it. <clears throat> that diverted most of the water around the chimney, but it was still soaking in through the brick because I got a, a one of those old Mexican brick homes, real porous, soaks in the moisture. And what I did is I put a, a fireplace chimney cap on it that covered the entire three-and-a-half, four-foot-wide top with metal. That stopped any water from getting on the top and soaking down. And then on the sides with the brick, I I had a uh, a, a mortar sealer applied, a, a brick sealer. Uh-huh. And it, it's clear. It just gets applied with a pump spray up or a pump up sprayer. It soaks in. You never see it. But I did that 13 years ago and haven't had a problem since. 
see, I've tried that too, and it works for a few years, and all of a sudden I get the same thing. Cause, but we get wind, it's blowing 60 miles an hour like a water pressure yep. uh, sprayer hitting my chimney. And we had a metal cap when we first built the house with the hurricane. That became our biggest wind oh, yeah. uh, water leakage because they blew off about 100 miles away. And, and then I had all the rain coming down through my chimney. So the, the metal cap doesn't work too good where we live. But it, for me, it wasn't the metal cap that stopped the water leak, though. It was the uh, the sealer on the brick that stopped my water leaks. And uh, what did you use to seal it? Um, I don't remember. It's been years ago. And, you know, we did that, and it slowed it down. But then yeah. it, it didn't stop it because then the mortar would have, you know, a 16th or 8th-inch breaks in the mortar with expansion mm-hmm. and contraction and then you got a bigger hole that sealer doesn't seem that it's not going to fill that no in. it's not going to fill that type of hole in and even on that when i found those kind of holes i took the the uh roofing tar and i filled those in by hand even though it looks like not too good but i just i've done everything i can to try to seal this thing and yeah. i'm to the point where i just want to take it down and put a cheap or you know just a small roof uh, sure We'll take, there take it down it and, and uh, build one with with uh, hardy plank or you know with the four by eight sheets of hardy and that that would be fine. But I just got a hard time believing that that a, a brick fireplace like that can't be sealed to keep it from leaking. Well, I've been fighting it. I, I wish I could. I mean, it's like. Have you had any regular brick masons come out and look at it? Yeah, I've, I've had it re. I had all the brick taken down, and, and right. another mason come out and rewrap the sheathing and rebrick it, and and somebody that really, I mean, he was a good mason, mm-hmm. and it's still, you know, at this point. Where was, and where do you get the water inside? It's uh, primarily from a top corner that's nearest the ridge row that it goes that that gets broken by the chimney but then it comes down to two lower corners also when we have really heavy rains okay you know and you know back in the fall okay so your chimney's not your chimney is uh in in the middle of the house not in your fireplace is in the middle of the house not on an outside wall not on an outside wall okay it's near the top of the hip roof yep and and it penetrates one of the hips okay the only thing only suggestion i can have then because like i said the even though one even though it blew off i mean how often quite frankly are we going to get hurricanes coming in so i would put another metal top up there and i would uh, adhere that because you can strap that down to the brick it doesn't have to just sit up there you can strap it, have straps that come down and strap it further down onto the fireplace to hold it in place and reseal all the brick. I can't help but think that's going to stop it. But that that is actually the only suggestion I have. Okay, I don't know. Okay, yeah. well, I appreciate it. All righty. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. You know, especially when I can't look at the things, I just sometimes can't come up with uh, a good solution for it. When it comes to home improvement, Jim Dutton will have you riding the gravy train with biscuit wheels. Here he is on Texas Home Improvement. Hey, this portion of Texas Home Improvement is made possible by Sunburst Shutters. You just won't find better shutters for your home than Sunburst Shutters. All right, let's go back into our calls here. We're going to talk with another Steve and Steve in Conroe. How can I help you today? Yeah, hi. Um, I've got a question. I had a concrete patio poured about 17 by 15 and I'm going to put a pergola on it. But we were going to have it poured a few days before all the torrential rains came in. And they had a problem with their truck, so they delayed it. So we were going to have it done after it rained. And I was out of town, and my wife called me and said that they had poured poured it the day that it started raining. And it might have been maybe four or five hours, maybe six hours before the rains really started coming down. Uh-huh. And I was out of town, so I didn't get to see any of this. Um, however, it basically rained for three or four days, and in some cases pretty heavy. 
Okay. Um, they did come out and put a tarp on it, but the wind blew the tarp off, and my wife couldn't, uh, without stepping on the concrete, she couldn't get out there and pull the tarp back over. And so when I got home, it just looks like a disaster to me. It looks, I don't know much about uh, concrete, although they put a pattern in it, you know, to make it look like it's uh, stone uh-huh. and kind of a red color. And they put this uh, gray, uh, sprinkled this gray powder on it that they said they would uh, power wash off later. And, you know, a few days later, well, it, in some areas, it looks like you've been dancing on it for 20 years. In other words, it's worn down to where the pattern of the stone looks like it's like it's been worn. And right. and to me that, you know, is from the rain. Also in a couple of areas you can actually see uh and for lack of a better word I call it the pea gravel that looks like it's coming up okay. on on the surface. So the and rains plus, did wash away did, some of the, the the rain did wash away some of the surface and pit it. Okay. And then the gray didn't come off. They came out in high pressure sprayed it and the gray it's like the botch. I mean it's uh sure you know, it's uh, over here. You can see the grain over here. You can't and like that. So it does sound like okay. they screwed it up. If the surface got messed up with the rain, now the rain itself shouldn't have affected the concrete unless it hits it on the surface, and that happens only if it gets hit with the hard rain before it has time to set up. It really only takes hours for the concrete to set up, and truly, the rain. If it was a lighter rain and not washing away on the surface, is good for the concrete because it dry, it slows the drying time, and it helps minimize cracking of the okay. concrete. Um, the only time the rain is a, a real issue when it hits concrete is if it starts pitting the surface uh, and messes it up that way. Okay, so it looks like it did do that in some areas. Okay. What I mean, as I said, because some of the uh, gravel once again back of a yep. better way of saying it you can see it and it looks pitted so what can i do i mean not a whole way- lot of ch- not a whole lot of choices it can be resurfaced and you'll have another layer put on top of it or you got to take it all out and redo it okay so those are my two choices that's it now, if we resurface it, does that add thickness to the top of it? Because it's actually right up against the, a wood deck, which is the exact same level. It depends on what you would resurface it with. I mean, they do have some coatings that you could resurface it that would only raise it, you know, like a an, an eighth or three-sixteenths of an inch. Okay. Uh, and they can be made to, since you got a stone pattern on there, they could go with that stone pattern and, and dress it up that way. Um, other than that, yeah, it's going to go higher. Okay. Does it wear? Does that wear off eventually uh, if you redo the surface? Uh, yeah, anything's going to wear off eventually, but it we're talking years and years. We're not talking anything in a recent time. Okay. Okay. All right. That's what I needed. All righty. Take care. Thank, thank you very much. Bye. Bye-bye. You know, there there is a lot of choices on some of those looks that you can go with on that, but yeah, eventually all of them will wear out. Stephen in League City, how are you? I'm doing good. I appreciate you taking taking my call, Jim. You bet. Um, hey, I would about eight or nine months ago, I put in some uh, some uh, laminate floor, okay. about six fifteen sixteen hundred square feet. Uh, it. it I put half-inch gaps against the walls, you know, according to the installation instructions and quarter-round down. Uh, the subfloor is all concrete. I did put, a, a, you know, a foam liner water barrier there uh, between that and the concrete. Um, and uh, at the at the short, on the planks on the sides, they seem they I seem to be finding some spots on that are they feel they they're flexing they're flexing quite a bit you know it feels like uh I don't know if the the laminate where they're adjoining is breaking or if I have a problem um uh, 
with with maybe them expanding. Um, I don't know if that's common or if I maybe should have. Okay, when you, when you say that on the sides, are you talking about on the sides by the walls or, or the sides of the boards? The sides of the boards. Um, okay. Just mis- in miscellaneous spots. If it's not thought- tabletop level, you know, glass level underneath the board, when you walk on it, it will have a little bit of flexibility to it. Mm-hmm. So that really wouldn't be that uncommon. And, Stephen, I hate to do this to you. I'm going to put you on hold for just a minute. We'll be right back. For more Texas home improvement, get yourself online to THIPro.com. You can catch up on all the episodes of Overhaul for a Hero. Sign up for our newsletter that has tons of tips and info and lots more. If you have a computer and you don't know which buttons to mash, just ask your kids. They can probably hack the CIA. Here's more with Jim Dutton on Texas Home Improvement. Texas Home Improvement is made possible by Floor & Decor Texas. Largest selection and the lowest prices guaranteed on all your hard floor surfaces, whether it's wood, tile, or whatever hard floor surface you're looking for. Alrighty, when we left, I was talking with Stephen, and he put down a a, a laminate floor, and he's getting some flex areas. And uh, Stephen, what I I was starting to to talk about was the fact that when you walk across it, you're you're feeling it get soft in some areas, correct? Exactly. Yeah. If the concrete underneath, and it's very common for it to have this, has some high and low spots, as you walk across the floor, when you hit those low spots, that floor is going to flex down a little bit. Right. And and, uh, other than putting floor leveler in before the floor goes down, there's not a whole lot you can do about that. No, no. And I, I, you know, when I was... I mean, I put it in myself. Sure. Uh, when I put it, when I was putting it in, you know, I, you know, had some, you know, few a few bad spots in the in the in the concrete, and uh, I, you know, I patched them and uh, mm-hmm. uh, I leveled one spot where I'd taken out some marble, uh, but uh, I didn't know if that was kind of normal or it not, is. and and I, I don't have a lot of. I, I didn't have a lot of experience putting it in. Yeah. Don't, but, don't. Uh, it kind of gave me, it got me a little worried. I didn't sure. know if I might have. No, don't stuff. lose any sleep over it at all. It's not going to, I mean, yeah, it can become aggravating if it's a deep dip or something, but it's not unusual for it to have a little bit of flexibility like that. Nothing to get worried about, and the floor is going to last you just fine. And with that, I got to let you go because that music means Texas Home Improvement is done for today. So if you got any questions, check out our website, THIPro.com.